hurt. Taken for granted. Beat and battered beyond the breath of our lives. Can I get a witness? But we are better now. Understand. That woman can't hurt you. And that man don't know what he lost. Now I got a brother here that's finally seen the light. Brother Devon. Can you come up here and share? you to get you something cola drink something hot water juice coffee tea hell it's three o'clock somewhere get your drink on i want you to grab a seat cop a squat get a pillow a chair hell sit right here on the stoop next to me as y'all know it's been 10 days since i've been doing this detox you know when you detox Folks that left your life try to get themselves back in. Things that would take you to zero to a thousand would come up to see if you can still maintain that composure. Shit goes left. 
things go right. People say things. People do things. Don't have anything to do with you. What I've learned, though, I've learned a lot of lessons. And I learned a lot of shit about me. What I learned is, I'm not Superman. Nor am I Superwoman. I can't take on your fucking traumas and triggers. Ain't got shit to do with me. What triggers and traumas you, I, ex- I suspect and I would hope that you go see a licensed therapist and deal with that. But you're not going to take it and put it on me and act like it's mine to carry. No. What triggers you to, the best thing I can tell you is to remove yourself. Ain't no more... Oh, you have to be mindful of people. No, be mindful of me. Fuck that. So I'm going to dim my light and put my shit down so I can accommodate you? Nah, mm-mm, mm-mm. What, what makes you better than me? I remember real talk, and that was the realest shit I've ever heard. When we were having a conversation, and I, I took my son to an event, and I was like, you know, he has the same crown as you. He has Shango. You, you got to throw yourself. My son would not. He would not throw himself. It wasn't about age or not. He would not throw himself. He was like, I'm not getting down on that ground. So we went to my godmother's house. And that was the first person I ever hear say that. Right? We went to my godmother's house. And he was like, yeah, she wanted me to throw herself, throw myself down there. Like, I didn't know this guy. And, you know, she said, oh, because we got the same crown. So my godmother looks, she said, you know, she like that. She get all excited and stuff. She said, but real talk, I'm not mad at you. She said, because what makes this shit go better than mine? Cabo Sile. And I looked and said, what? So you mean to tell me, it ain't about religion. What makes you better than me? So I have to dim my light, shut my shit down, and hide my feelings. And don't be my authentic self. We all shout out, oh, be you, be the real you. But when I show up the real me, oh, it's triggering, oh, that's traumatizing. Then fuck you. That's what I'm saying. Fuck you, die, go kill yourself today, bye. So, and this is not the room for me. I'm okay with leaving the room. Because this ain't the room for me. If I'm in this whole room and everybody has to walk on eggshells and you can't be who you are, so I can move forward. This ain't the room for me. Now, y'all may say, oh, but if I bail, you know, you have to catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Sounds like self-sabotaging to me. Now, I understand the saying. You shouldn't come in and be all aggressive and mean. But if I'm coming in just being me, I'm humble. I'm not trying to be egotistical. I'm not in this room cursing out people or anything. But if I'm telling you and you ask me my life story and I'm telling you, oh, that's triggering. Oh, my God. And everybody in the room, oh, I'm so sensitive. Oh, oh, oh. This ain't the room for me. Thank you. And I'm going to leave and keep walking until I find the room that's for me. And I ain't in no rush. I don't care if I'm walking with 10 people and everybody, all nine, have found their room. God bless you. Good. I'm clapping for you because I'm going to keep walking. Till I find the room that's right for me. I'm not just going to go in and fit myself in a fucking room that is not designed for me. I'm not going to dim my light so your light can shine brighter. No, we're going to shine in this motherfucker together. Who's going to be attracted to your light is who's going to be attracted to you. 
who's attracted to mine is who's attracted to mine. <clears throat> I remember growing up, excuse me, <clears throat> and I had friends, you know, Stephanie and all of them, and they were light-skinned, dark-skinned. And some of my friends, Teresa and Lakia and them, they used to be like, you know, everybody used to be like, yo, we going out. You know, I ain't going if the light-skinned ones are going. And I used to sit there and look and say, why? And they would be like, oh, because all the guys are going to talk to them because they light-skinned. Listen, I get the dudes that I need to get. They get the dudes who they need to get. And that's it. The, the object and the end goal here is to go out and have a good time. I'm not in competition with my sisters. I've never been in that predicament at all. I'm not here to be. Now, if I know I don't drink and I know y'all want to get drunk and stuff, I'm going to hold your bag. You know what I'm saying? I can be that girl. I hold your bag, make sure everybody good. And if your ass get out of pocket, I know how to punch you in your fucking throat. And I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to make sure we came together, we leaving together. Now, you know how some sisters are. They go and find some nigga and be like, oh, I'm leaving with him. Okay, bitch, let me just take a picture of his motherfucking license plate. Player, what's your name? Where you at? Okay, boop, boop. Take a picture of you just in case you come up missing. So make sure your parents got the real story or your husband or whoever. No, nah, that bitch left with him. This is his license place. This is picture. Okay. And that's it. And I see you in the morning. That's all. But what we not going to do is, oh, he, she got to come with me. No, she ain't got to do shit. We came together. We going to leave together. Now, I understand. Some people get on some grown shit. All right, boo. Let me just boop, boop. All right, go. Go have fun. I'm not going to sit there and have everybody, oh, she always meeting somebody. Listen. We knew who we was hanging with when we first started. Okay, you got the drunk sister. You got the sister that's going to go with whoever swings the most. You got the one that loves the nigga with the third leg. We got all that. The money, the, the sister that go and talk to one dude and he buy everybody a drink. Okay. You already know who you with. So don't act different now of a sudden because somebody come along or now you, you mad because you didn't get nobody. It ain't your night. So relax. We just need to make sure our sister is good. I'm going home, relax, okay, and have fun. Give me something to eat on the way back and go to bed. Did she call you in the morning? Yes, yeah, she on her way. Good. And that's it. I'm not going to go back home once we leave our trip. Yeah, she was sleeping with this one. That ain't my business. Okay? You good? You have fun? Let's do it next year. And that's it. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and be in competition. My mom was big and black. They used to call her black beauty. Right? She didn't hang with anybody. Because I, I used to look at her and be like, you know, where this woman get this confidence from? And I remember coming home one time because she had put my hair... You know, my hair was real long and I wanted to be like all the other girls and I wanted the afro. But my hair was long, so... She picked it out the best she could, and then it started snowing, and my hair just, just, just fell and became curly. Oh, my hair was so curly. I hated curls. I know. I know people die for a good grade of hair now, but I hated curls. And my, my daughter, always, she used to always look at my grandfather, at my father, and her grandfather, and she, like, our hair is so curly. You could put a perm in, and it would be straight for about three days, and once the water hit, that shit would come a curl. And she said, look at it and be like, I blame you. It's a curse. And I would laugh my ass off. Right? So I remember I was like, they called me ugly. She said, I know you lying. 
Just shit. I don't make no ugly kids because God show sure, they make me ugly. And her confidence. My mother at one time was like 500 pounds. But she kept herself together. She had her clothes that fit her nice. You know what I'm saying? My mother wasn't. My Louise wore pants. My mother didn't wear pants. My mother wore. As she got older, then she started wearing jeans. But my mother wore skirts and dresses. My Louise wore jeans, right? Hits and ass for days and a flat stomach. You would not believe this lady had 13 kids with a flat stomach and hips and ass. And my mother used to always say, you've got loose shape. Look at her, got loose shape. And my niece Tiffany has the a, a exact shape like my Aunt Lou, right? So, <laughs> so, we were never in competition. My mother taught us, you own the room. I don't give a fuck if it's a million models in there. Yeah, you compliment each other and you enjoy yourself. Remember, you were invited in. So make the most of it. Someone saw your beauty, your grace, your love. They saw you and they invited you in. So that's how I've always lived my life. I was invited in. I didn't have orange hair, purple hair, green hair, yellow hair. And when I walk in the room, I remember one girl, I had yellow and white hair, right? And I had this this uh, jean skirt, right? And it had yellow and blue in between. This girl made it for me. And this white blouse and some white sneakers. And she said, you know, I'm a strong believer. I couldn't pull it off. She said, but I'm a strong believer. The hair doesn't make you. You make the hair. She said, now anybody else? They couldn't rock it. She said, but you rocking it with confidence, girl. Like, shit, it's a part of you. And now, mind you, I had people from my godbrother to a whole bunch of people say, who's that with that fucking wig? Uh-uh, she look horrible. And that's their opinion. And opinions are like assholes and everybody got one. But I give zero fucks. Because it lets you know I love to live and enjoy myself. Now, I always said, once I reach a certain age, colors is, is all for me. So now I'm at this stage now. I done did it. I don't need to go back and revert and try to be something I'm not. I'm enjoying the age I am now. So now my hair is locking. I looked the other day. I got a white patch in the front that I prayed for for so many years. And my hair is locking. And I'm now treating my hair healthy. I am, I am making sure that it is receiving love. I pray to my Ori. I love my hair. I talk to my hair. You know? And I take care of it. I nurture it. I love it. I oil it. I make sure it is together. So, I don't have time to be, you know, I even detox it. Cinnamon. Yeah, the whole and you know what I'm gonna put up the recipe so people can see it when you detox your hair your scalp detoxing your scalp because it needs that too you know I did the yoni steam ah I love it love it love it love it love it I love it so it's just just learning things about me but this is not that conversation but anyway I just had to put that out there. You know, I love uh, the song that um, that I played for you from Devon Terrell. 
And he says, <laughs> Blessings, shout out all my exes. I see now that I was headed in the wrong direction. I'm going to come up. Better take the stairs when you run up. It's my party. I'm going to turn up. We still cool. Like, what's up? Yeah. But I got a whole new swag. Yeah. And I'm in a brand new bag. You see me now. Oh, yeah, I do this often. Taking trips. Lately, I've been on my shit. No baggage up on my hip. Baby, this is all me. I ain't even mad at you. Really, I'm thankful. You showed me what I don't want. I needed someone real. I learned my lesson. Yeah, I got some scars. But, baby, if it wasn't for you, I'd probably be broke, dead, up in jail, giving you my last. Hurt, down, so depressed, trying to make you laugh. But now I'm up now doing well everything is different if i didn't learn these lessons i wouldn't have these blessings if you just knew what i know now i probably wouldn't feel the same way for you self-care motivation that's my favorite fragrance wash the toxic off of me got new skin to play with no more snakes in the grass no more living this way never gonna let somebody go on and treat me this way i learned my lesson now i see through the bullshit Watching every single person that I move with. But I got a brand new swag. And I'm in a brand new bag. You see me now and I do this often. The message that I got today was, who's around you? Who are you allowing in your life? Who's your support team? Who are those people that you can call and they can uplift you? Or can you call and they ask you for shit? I had someone... <laughs> the other day he called my daughters and they told him oh call my mother call my mother why would you tell him to call me and when I tell you he was like oh my god you so cool I love you I watch your lives I do this I do that oh my goodness I said oh wow thank you thank you see I'm not an old fool right most people think that they think oh she don't know she don't know she don't know <laughs> I've been in these streets too fucking long, boo. Before you get to the corner, I've already been around the block. And I, now I understand what my mom and them used to say that. Before you get to the corner, I've already been around the block and back. So, I mean, he was pouring in. Yeah, oh my God, I love the things you write. You post good things. Like, yo, you're really inspiring. I said, okay, all right, thank you. Wow, you know, yeah, yeah. Anyway. You know, I spoke to your daughters and um, I said, oh, okay, all right. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm just asking, you know, can you help me out with a little cash? I pay bills. So, no. Now, this is the part where I think audacity and people think, you know, they have this right. I haven't spoken to you in a month of ages. I haven't seen you or any of that. And... Yeah, you cool. I, I respect you. But how do you just start talking to someone that you haven't even spoken to and ask them for something? Where are y'all buying these audacities from? Where, where you buy these nerves from? Where, where do you get them from? Because I, I be really wanting to know. Yeah, I'm not going to purchase them. I, I'm just telling them they need to put a disclaimer out on that shit, right? So, anyway, I'm like, wow. I said no. So, when I spoke to my daughters, I said... Why would y'all tell him to call me? Oh, because I ain't have it. Well, what was wrong with just you saying you didn't have it? And mind you, this message is go for family, friends, and your partner that you think is a partner that in reality is just a project. 
And that's a whole new different fucking um, podcast. <laughs> but, um, you know, who, who are the people that surround you? Are they pouring into you? Are they uplifting you? Are they inspiring you? You know, I know someone that was in a relationship with a person and all they did was really beat them down. They didn't give them no support. They didn't do none of that. And I remember asking this person, like, you know, why do you stay? Why do you stay with this person financially? This is the reason why I stay. I said, oh, because they're giving you money? Yeah. I said, wow. And they took, they take all of this negative, all of this for a bunch of dollars. Now, I can understand some of y'all may say, you fucking right. If he giving me three, four thousand dollars a week, I stay too. When I tell you <laughs> my happiness has no dollar amount attached to it. Let me tell y'all, I was living in Atlanta. And this guy, I mean, this guy was amazing. He was. He really was. Amazing guy. Amazing. Had his own house, his own company. He write his own checks. Real talk. At first, I thought he was a bum. I'm not lying. I was on the bus. That's when uh, iPods came out. Had me my little iPod, my MP3 thingy in my ear. And, yeah, I had my iPod, right? Yeah, back then, whatever you want to call it, it right? I had it. Um, and I was on the bus. I just got my locks done, you know. Um, and I'm vibing. I'm vibing. I, either I was listening to Jill Scott Jaguar. I know I was listening to somebody or poetry. I know it was just like I was vibing, right? And I had my locks just done. I went to Sweet Potatoes and got my locks done. So, you know, they were out and they had it in design. And my locks were long back then. And um, this guy was looking at me. And I was like, okay. So I got off the bus and he followed me, right? So now in my mind, I'm still alert, but I'm really into this whatever music I was playing. And... I took the headphones out and I was like, do you know, did you say something? Do you need some help or directions or whatever? And I was walking from um, Inman Park and I was walking my way to Five Points. And he was like, nah, 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 I'm just enjoying the beauty. Okay, put my headphones back in, stopped off at the gas station, the shelves that used to be there, got me a coconut water, and I kept on walking to work. Right? So now the next day, Right. And he came into the shop, you know, he walked around and stuff. And I was telling Sean, like, this dude followed me all the way off the bus. And he was like, well, he ain't dangerous. Or maybe, you know, he know you or seen you from somewhere. And he was like, and you're cute. So, and I was like, whatever, Sean. And, you know, so we started working. I asked him, did he need any help or whatever. And, you know, and then I had Sean help him. And I was talking to people and things like that. And I remember because I was in the process of doing a block party for, you know, five points, five store. So I was talking to a few vendors and stuff, and, you know, I had some girls come in because we had hookah girls that was there, you know, and I was doing the interviews and seeing, you know, because I, I wanted a certain kind of women and girls that were going to be the hookah girls, right? You had to have a look for me. So he left, 
And I was like, okay, he didn't buy anything. He just asked a lot of questions. Now, the next day, he pulled his truck in front of the bus driver. And he said, yo, tell that girl that's in there. And he said, what? He said, yo, tell that lady that's in there to come off. Now, y'all, let me tell you, right? I used to have this skirt, jean, but the sister made it in Little Five. Right, and it was flowing. I I felt so bad because I left that damn skirt in Atlanta. And I would say this skirt never wanted to come to New York. No matter how hard I try, I would bring try to pack it, and I always wind up leaving it. So I knew that skirt wasn't gonna ever leave Atlanta. But I had my skirt on. I had my white tee on. You know, I had my locks hanging, and you know it was hot, but it wasn't so hot. You know, my nails and my hair. I was really natural. Oh my God! And I had this lemongrass scent that I had got from Copper John and them. And I know I'll never find that scent again. And, you know, it was just, it had a, um, oh my God. So me, I was feeling myself, but I was feeling myself for me, for me, no one else, just for me. You know, you have that self-love, like I'm together, I'm in alignment, the planets and everything. So I was just feeling myself for me. So this dude pulls his car up and stops the bus. And tell he told the bus driver, yo, tell her to get off the bus. And the bus driver was like, what? And he was like, yo, tell her to get off the bus. Now, I'm embarrassed and I'm, like, kind of scared, right? Real talk. Like, who the fuck? You know, that's like a felony charge. We in Atlanta. Like, you black. But see, I didn't know, right? I didn't know. So... He said, ma'am, this guy really needs you to get off the bus. He didn't ask, which should have been a, you know, a question like that should have been like a red flag. Like, he didn't even ask you, I know this dude, nothing. And I'm like, yo, I don't know him. And he was like, well, he wants you off the bus. So he knows you. And he winked at the guy, then he winked at me. And I'm like, okay. So I get off, and the bus left. Like, he left. So I'm like, damn, he don't even care for my safety or nothing, right? And this is how, like, so into me I was. I didn't give a fuck about nobody around me. And it's dangerous, I get it. But at that moment, I was just really focused on me. So he pulls over and he goes, I'm going to take you to work and then I'm going to come and get you for lunch. What? I said, yeah, okay. I said, uh, all right. And me and my silly ass, I got in his truck. He dropped me off at my job. I went in and I went to work. And I was, you know, talking to Sean. I'm like, yo, he stepped in front of the bus. He said, what? The police didn't come? He's like, nah, nah, listen. He knows him. And I was like, you think? And he was like, yeah, he knows him. Because we in Atlanta. That shit don't fly. So I was like, okay. Come to find out he was an engineer. And he did the line company for the buses and stuff. And... You know, he knew this brother. They were um, college mates and things. So, I mean, and this dude really had, like, everything. When I tell you a black shit, he, he, he could write his own checks. So he came that afternoon, kept his word. He took me to this restaurant that was downtown. Very, um, very pricey back then, right? So, mind you, I'm not rich, rich. I wasn't even well off, right? <laughs> I'm being honest. Uh, I was sharing a house 
with my friend Nick. And I was, you know, living comfortable. Like, that was it. Um, I was really taking care of myself. I was on a vegan, you know, I was vegan. I was eating fruits and stuff. I did a lot of walking, things like that, right? So, and I made sure I always took a day off for self-care. I was going to the sweat lodge, things like that. So, I'm just giving you a back play. So, he would take me to these very uppity places where the salads there were fucking amazing. But let me be honest, when I looked at that menu, those salads was like $65. And in the back of my mind, right, I'm being honest, I was like, who the fuck eat a $65 salad? It's good, but it ain't 60, 65 I can go to the supermarket. What? Give me what? So, but I didn't show it. I, you know, I was very respectful. Um, he told, he showed me um, how to eat with, with forks and different spoons and stuff. And they would give you bowls to wash your hands, to soak your hands. For real, y'all. I was like, rich people are different, right? For real talk. So we're there and, you know, they give you the, the um, handkerchief and, you know, the, all of that too put you on the napkins and stuff and you know the guy was really really cool he was I've seen black cards but I've seen white people with black cards I've seen people from Colombia with black cards I've never seen a black back then I've never seen a black person with a black card right we're talking back then we're talking now so I'm like in my head like what the fuck are you doing with a black card so I remember he he um, as we he would come and you know take us to take me out, um, and he was really cool, right? He was he was really cool. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and be like, oh, I was falling for him because I wasn't in that space of dating. I was, you know, getting over uh, separating from my husband. God bless his dad because he passed away. I was you know finding my space finally in Atlanta. Um, I was dealing with now owning a company with two other people. Um, you know, we were we were growing and I was learning, right? Then I was in the process of just learning who I was and finally, excuse me, taking care of me because I didn't have children. My kids now were all grown. They were following their journeys and their, you know, path. I was now had to learn who I was. So, um, and I didn't want to go and be a burden to them. So they had to figure out their life. I gave them the tools. It was up to them now to put those tools and everything they've learned and live their life. So, okay. Um, so as we started talking, he would you know, come by, we would talk. And then one day he said, I would like for you to come and visit me. And I said, oh, okay. So he made a lunch date for his house. And he was in, uh, i never forget. He was in, it was over in Sandy Springs, right? And they was redoing this development and all these beautiful houses because they were living on like a golf course. But you know, it was really beautiful, really beautiful. His house was a 
amazing. He had six bedrooms. I mean, it was. It was. He had four bathrooms in the master bedroom. He had fireplace. Like, this house was every fucking thing. And he was like, you know, I want you to be a part of my life. Uh, I love what I'm seeing. You know, uh, he wanted, he kept on trying to give me money. And I was like, no, you know. And it wasn't that I was scared of money or I was scared of taking anything. I just, you know, I, I didn't want it. I was like, no, thank you. And he was like, you know, I want to take you out. You know, um, where did you go to get your hair done? And I was like, oh, no, I go to Sweet Potatoes. You know, and he was like, oh, yeah, I want to set up a day for you to go. And um, I have a stylist that they can, um, you know, fit you with a beautiful dress because I have a gala I want to attend. And I was, you know, so it was a few weeks down. And I was like, oh, okay, I've never been. Like, okay. So I felt like, you know, Princess Diaries or some shit. You know, the um, fucking pretty woman. Like, okay, all right, this is kind of strange, but okay. And so one day... I'm going to tell you where I knew I wasn't a woman that was a kept woman. One day he came and I already told him, I said, you know, my daughters are here and I'm taking them out to lunch. And he goes, well, we're going to go, you know, I'm coming with you. I said, okay. I didn't introduce them to my kids then and they're grown, but I was like, okay. So I told them because they were there already. And I was like, hey, you know, he's coming. And it was like, okay. So now we're walking and he's like, oh. You know, you need to hold my hand. You need to let them know that you're with me. Excuse me? So I'm like, okay. You know, so I'm not that person. But okay. And so we get there. And then he's like, I'll order. And I'm like, what? Now, this is where it becomes like kind of, okay, this, I know this is not me. He goes, I'm going to order for us. And I said, well, you, you don't know what I want. And he was like, I, I know what I eat. So what I eat is what you'll eat. Wait, what? Now, mind you, I'm a vegetarian. I didn't eat meat. So he orders this chicken type of dish. And I'm like, I'm not eating that. So I'm telling my children, you know, order what they want and stuff. And he goes, are you paying for them? Because I'm not paying for them. I said, so now, you know, me, I'm coming out. And I'm like, technically, I didn't even invite you. You invited yourself. I told you that me and my daughters were going out to lunch, and you just bring yourself in. He said, well, when we get together, everything has to be planned. I said, wow. So I let it go, you know, because the day wound up smoothing itself out. My daughters and them had a great time. I was great to see them and spend some time with them. And everybody left, right? He left. I went home. Then he calls me. Um, he would always text me. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, I had a great time. Thank you. And that was it. So then he was like, hey, you know, I'm free tomorrow. I know you're off. And I was like, yeah, I was just really going to relax and chill. He said, oh, well, let's do lunch. So I said, okay, okay. So we go. And you know how you go into the restaurant and he was parking the car, so I gave him my name. When it was like, you know, who do you, who, who do you want us to call when it's ready? I gave him my name. So he walks in, and when they called it, we sit down. He said, for future reference, always give my name. Don't give yours. I said, well, what's the difference? 
He said, I have to have control over everything. I said, and this is where we will end. He said, what? I can make you, I can make sure you have 10000 in your account for real. I can't make this up. He said, I will put you in a home, because I was sharing a house with my friend. He said, I'll buy you a home where you can live in my house and you can have, he did. He had his staff there and everything. And I knew right then and there. Now, I will say it out of jokes to say, oh, I wish I had a man that would give me money or put money in my account. But I've, I've seen firsthand. You know, and I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I seen firsthand of the part that I didn't like. I understand, yeah, we're in our soft girl era and, you know, all of that, but I'm not that chick, you know, I'm not, I'm really not that chick. I'd rather for us to be partners. You're not going to overpower me. I'm not going to sit here and be somebody's trophy or whatever. And then he was like, yeah, and you have to sign a contract because you could never go over 200 pounds. He wouldn't have loved me now. <laughs> For real. You, you'll you be amazed on the things that happen behind the scenes and everybody is looking. That's why I say, who is in your circle? Who is who is your support group? Who is, and I never forget sitting down with my homeboy and them, Ozzy and them. Ozzy said, God bless the day. He said, in a way, I would have took it. He said, but then again, I know me. He said, after maybe about three or four payments, I would have saved up my money, invested, and I would have left his ass. <laughs> I was like, but why? Why go through all of that? You know, yeah, it took longer for me to get to where I, I had, you know, um, failures. I, I fell on my ass. You know, I had fallbacks. I, I went through all of that. Would it have been easier? It might have. But then would I had to go against my morals and principles and be this person that I knew I wasn't destined to be. Yeah, no. And I'm grateful for him because Ryan Orland was like, I get it, but ain't no way in hell. You? Nah, 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 nah. And believe it or not, this brother, I still, you know, every so often, if I'm down in Atlanta, you know, he'll, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Um, I wish, and he done had his women, share of women. And, you know, he's older now and he had a share of women and those women are special. God bless them. But it's like every two to three years, there's a new woman on his arm. And I'm like, yeah, and I remember my friend had asked, do, do you regret that decision? I said, no, I don't. I truly do not. I don't. God bless him on the way that he earned, you know, sacrificed, made his money, made some great financial decisions, and did all of that. Great. But I'm grateful for my people that were with me that said, why would you do that? Like, that's not even you. It's cute. Yeah, maybe for someone else, but why wouldn't you? And not to belittle me or dog me out because of the decision I made of walking away to say, girl. You know, you stupid. Or, you know, you have some friends that be like, oh, girl, you stupid. So what? Fuck that. Go with them. Because they're going to eat off of you. Because as long as you got, they know they're going to have. And then they'll be the first ones 
when they be sitting there trying to tell you to do some fuck shit, be the first ones where you go on vacation to do something, they in the bed with this motherfucker getting little crumbs that's left. Mm, nah, that, that's not my circle. And mind you, I'm not against it. Hey, whatever you choose and this is the way you want to live your life, I salute you. It's just not for me. And I'm grateful that I've never chose that path of, you know, I don't need to be a trophy of anything. We are partners. I'm not your project. You're not my project. I'm grateful for that part. But I'm also grateful of having friends that will call me on my bullshit. I'm grateful that I didn't ever mix them with everyone else. I'm grateful that when I'm going through something that I can call them and they'll say, Let, is this a coffee moment, a tea moment, or bitch, I need to come up there, or you need to come down here, or FaceTime, like, what capacity do you need me in? Not, oh, I don't think I'd be able to talk, and then five minutes later, you're on somebody's social media, and they're talking about the same shit you just confessed to them. Like, nah, we on some grown-up shit. I'm grateful for the brothers that are there to support me, uplift me, and not once do they have to worry about, oh, I have to worry about, yo, you giving me some pussy, or yo, see, I don't have to, or send me a dick pic. Nah, nah. It's, yo, how can, how can I help you, sis? Because you've always been there to help me. And I'm grateful that there are women that they are with are dealt enough to be like, oh, I know she want to fuck my man because we've been past all of that elementary bullshit. This ain't the means girl club. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, look at his girl. Oh, my God. No. Hey, sister. Welcome. Oh, my God. And he knows that, yo, I can leave my woman around them and they ain't going to dog me out. They're not going to sit here and put these fucking insecurities in my woman's head. To have her coming home saying, well, why you don't do that and you did that with them? No, no, no. Be mindful of the company and the people you have around you. Who's sitting at your table? Are they there with just to go plates and cups to fill their shit and then they go and bring shit to somebody else's table? Be mindful of the business people you, you connect with. Be mindful of the spiritual people in the communities that you go and associate you, yourself with. Because half of these people are walking around with fucking traumas. And triggers and all of that. They'd rather for you to be little mini thems instead of you being your authentic self. Be mindful of the people that you allow access to you. You know, those people that sit there and lie to your fucking face and will sit there and be like, yeah, I don't be on social media, but every fucking post and everywhere you go, they right there. But you don't be on social media. So who the fuck are you? Be mindful of those people that only hit you up when they want something for free. Because they want to sit here and try to boost your ego. I already know I'm cool. I know I'm the shit. I don't care what you think. Oh, yeah, you know, cause, uh, or that want to bring you mess because they mad at whoever didn't help them. Yeah, because, you know, that reader, he always was talking about you. Wait, hold on. Stop. He told you or she told you. They ain't tell me. They trusted you. First of all, I'm going to ask that number one question that everybody seems to be scared to ask. Why were they so comfortable to talk about me to you? Why? How? How? If you, if we cool, you should have stopped that right then and there. But why were they so comfortable? Oh, because you only can tell me what they said. You ain't going to tell me what you said. No, girl, I don't know why. Yeah, stop. I don't even want to hear. Be mindful of those people. Be mindful of those people that want to check up on you. 
those fake checkups. Hey, E5 Bayo, how you doing? I hope everything with you is the best of life. Yeah, hey, what's up, babe? Yeah, you know, same to you. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not going so well. My husband is this, my kids are this, and I'm going through this at the job, and I'm this and this and this, and this and this is happening, and this and this and this. But I'm going to be all right. But, you know, do you have anything that you can share with me to, you know, and, and when I get some money, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I bless you. I just saw you on the post with someone else saying, and they yelling, thank for the cash app for $200. <laughs> I know you lying. Or you know those people. If I bail, you know, I, I really need a reading. Okay. And you don't hear from them. But they posted it. Oh, my God, I can't wait. I'm going to sign up for a reading from you. The one thing that I don't like, but I know it comes with, the circle and the space I stepped in. I don't like lack of communication, right? But I don't hold that against people. Because I understand people have a life. I get that part. But if you hit me up and say, hey, I want a reading. And I say, well, you know, oh, book it. And they don't. And be like, yeah, yeah, I am, I am, I am. And they doing 90 million other things. And you see them online. You see them doing all this other stuff. Okay. And then now it's. Maybe an hour, two, or maybe three hours. You haven't heard back from, hey, are you, oh, yeah, I forgot. No, no, no. See, because now when they come back, I know how to say, get someone else to do it. Real talk. Because people will play in your face. People will take what you do as a disrespect. Yeah, I have a team, and I love my team. I appreciate them. I appreciate the tribe that I'm in. I appreciate all of that, right? But at the end of the day, the brand that I have, because they have their brands too, the brands that I have say Ifa Bayo, Love Supplies, Ocean's Village, It's in Mother's Hands Now, Art Lab, you know, I, I have those. So get mugged. I have those. And you mean to tell me that I am going to sit here and allow you to disrespect or make a mockery of something that I built? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Because, see, what people tend to forget is that you give them access. You give them enough rope. And instead of taking that rope and using it to, you know, benefit you in more ways than you can ever imagine. You take it and you wind up putting it around your own goddamn neck and hanging yourself. And then you want to get mad and talk about, you know, people. Oh, I don't fuck with Ifa Bayo. Nah, I don't fuck with her. Uh-uh, she this. And you want to make up these forced narratives. But it's cool. Because the truth always walks through the door. I remember I had a girl that was, you know, because I, I denied her. I was like, nah, you know, I don't need a, you don't need a reading from me. Find someone else. Thank you and have a great life. Oh, this is why I don't fuck with you. Okay, that's cool. And you never read for me. You know, you never did said anything right. It's cool. Block, delete. I don't, I don't need to go back and forth with you. So then she went around telling everybody, oh, I wouldn't get a reading from her. She don't know how to read. She's stupid. And those people that love to see you, you know, fail and stuff, they were signing up for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm, I, my spirit always say I don't fuck with her and all that. My team was like showing me, look, look. They was like, yo. Tch. But this same person 
started doing the same thing to those people. And now they are like, oh, fuck her. If you know this person, you know, don't read for them. They're full of shit. They always doing this. They always doing that. And I ignored it. The same way. I don't have time to go back and forth. And guess what? Busy people don't have time to be worrying about who likes them and who don't. Are you supporting me? Are you building a brand with me? No. Then why care? Why care? The majority of those people are inconsistent about their lives. They go to 50 million readers, catch fucking spiritual herpes, run around and affect everybody that's with them. Their lives are types of turvy. They don't have shit going for them. And you want me to worry about you? Nah. I mean, I'm not the greatest reader. Don't get it twisted. I'm not. I know people that just started reading and they on their shit. And I know some that's been reading for years and on their shit. And I don't take from any one of them because guess what? That's their lane. Their lane. And I'm grateful that they have their lane because I'm grateful I have mine. I've written books. They are now on, um, excuse me, on Amazon. I wrote a conjure spell book. You know what I'm saying? So it's all out there. And I'm grateful for it. And I, I promote mine. And I'm grateful. And I'm in the process of, of finding other venues and other platforms to put my stuff on. I am. I'm not going to sit here and just watch the world go by and not get a chunk of it and enjoy the chunk that I have and pray that I can maintain it, keep it, and have it to multiply. What I'm not going to do is worry about some dude, some chick, some people that don't like me. Because I get enough support from the team that I have, from the foundation that I got built. I'm grateful for them. I am. Just because I don't run around and post them because we in the club or nothing, I be damned. And I'm, I'm being honest. And who are the fans? It just offends. I'd be damned if I have friends that I can go to the club with, but I ain't got no friends that can invest in me and we can make some money. Nah, you ain't going to, we just ain't going to spend. The fuck happens when all that money go? Nah, nah, no, nah, we, we can't do that. We, we not going to go and hang out and spend money, but we ain't finding no ways of making money. Nah. That, that don't make sense to me. Don't. I don't have a problem with traveling. Once we've done the work. Once we know we have everything settled. Where I know that you have your life insurance in place. I know that your bills and stuff are taking place. What's the use of coming from a vacation where you got to go to another vacation. And you got to work double time on your job and everything else. Because you don't overspend. No. You know, I used to do a lot of things just off the top of my head. I would just go, just pick up and go, and then come back and be like, ah. And I, I loved it. Everybody used to call me the gypsy. Oh, your kid's been to 13 different schools. You've lived all over the place. I sure have. But after I got initiated, Oya said, I need you with a, with a foundation. I need you to think and plan before you do. You did that life. And I saved you from not getting killed. And even my godmother and them looked was like, damn. I was like, nah, I was everywhere. Just because I'm not, listen, y'all really got to understand, people that have money and people that's really in that street, they ain't taking pictures. <laughs> they got a memory that is fucking amazing, right? And they enjoy the moment. 
They really enjoy the moment. That's why when you see all of these people going on their vacation and going on their getaways, the paparazzis take pictures of them, not them. They For what? Why? First of all, a lot of people believe, no shade, if you know I'm out of town, you can rob my crib. If you know I'm out of town, you can set me up. If you know, because everything is accessible, you you find anything out on social media. If you know that I'm out of town, now you're trying to figure out who I'm out of town with. So it's too much. It's too much where I'm not trying to live a sporty life. I'm just trying to live a comfortable life, right? Then you have those people that if I'm doing business, if I'm doing that, you're going to wait for the soft rollout and then you're going to wait for the rollout. But what you're not going to do is see us in the planning stage. When it's time for us to get that year, then you'll see them have all those pictures that they took where they started with breaking the ground and putting it together to let you see how far they came. But they're not going to give you the process as they're going along. They're going to complete it, get it going. Then they'll share it. There's no such thing as sharing it as we step in every step. No, no. Because comparison, jealousy, envy, all that shit takes a toll in how other people may see you. And then you, no matter what it is, I can write books, I can write journals, I can write workbooks, I can write all of that. It is still going to be a handful of people. You see how she formatted? This is ugly. This don't make sense. Oh, this is a lie. This is it. That's okay. You, you have to expect that. But if you got a strong support and a strong group of friends, they're going to look at you and say, fuck those people and ask them, did they buy the book? Well, they did. I had one person buy the book, write my workbook, and dogged it out. I, did you? And they was like, oh, I've been tagging her. She does not came on. For what? I already got paid. What the fuck? The same way when all that shit was going on about Nikes. Oh, I'm burning up the Nikes. Did you hear Nike put out anything? No. Why? Because they already got paid. I don't care what you say. You already bought the product. That's it. That's all. You have it in your possession. You have it. You read it. You critiqued it. You did all of that. Thank you. But at the end of the day, let's remember what the goal is. You brought it. So thank you for putting money in my pocket. That's the part that people tend to overlook. Oh, I brought her book. It's stupid. It's dumb. But you brought it. You brought it. So you want me to go and be Quinasia and go and be like, fuck that. I'm going to fuck. Why? I can click on my lights. I'm still on cable. I can go and travel and go where I want. Why? Because you made it possible. So I give you thanks. And the many people that you dog it out about will be those same people that go and buy it too. So thank you for giving me free publicity. Thank you. Because now I don't have to pay to get nobody to do something. You're doing it for me for free. Thank you. So you know that saying, as old people say, and they get it from the Bible, you know, what you might have meant for bad, God reversed it and made it into a blessing and turned it into good. Listen, y'all remember this part. God said in the Bible, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor my seed begging bread. I'm not begging for nothing. And guess what? You can say and do and do all of that. But my team and me, as long as you got the support, and I'm not going to fuck that up for nobody. 
I put up a post with E.T. that said, don't bite the hand that feeds you. We so busy worrying about everybody else on Facebook and all these social media platforms. But the very person that's in your ear, like, yo, you ate today. Yo, I'm sending you some DoorDash. Uh, they have a vegan plate. Here, I'm sending you this. So, hey, I, I just ordered you some Starbucks. It'll be there in five minutes. And I'm not going to uphold them. I'm not going to give them their accolades. I'm not going to give them the love. But here I am, a person that I see on social media that never did shit for me. I'm going to hype you up. I know you lying. I know you lying. I'm going a, I'm to a disrespect my praying grandmama or my praying auntie or my praying cousin. And they always keeping me in prayer and they always supporting me and stuff. But I'm going to go over here and give love to somebody that I never even met. Because they put cute content out. The fuck? Get it together. Make it right. Your support team. And when I say support team and people that are around you, people that share your stuff. People that show you love. People that send you donations out of the blue saying, hey, I just want to say I appreciate you and I love you. And I love your content and I want to make sure you keep it going. I love the message that you're sharing. People that buy your books. People that buy your workbooks. People that go on Amazon and say, hey, I brought this for a Christmas gift for a whole bunch of people. Thank you. I want to make sure that you super exceed. I want to make sure that you continue. And those are the people. I've, I've had randomly done things for people and not put it out like, oh, I dare do it. Oh, my God, Ifa Bayo sent me a book or Ifa Bayo sent me these braces. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's it. But what I'm not going to do is go and give accolades and love and support to someone that don't ever do anything for me. No. Nah. If I share posts, it's because the message in there fit me first. Or fit somebody on my team. Like, yo, I get emails and, and messages from people. Like, yo, you should think about this. Yo, you seen this one? And I share it and be like, yo, good looking. But what I'm not going to do is disrespect them. Dog them out. Talk about them. Ostracize them or make them feel less important. Because they didn't have to pour into me. And I don't come to people's tables with to-go plates and cups. No. I come bringing a whole fucking set table. Well, how many is at this table? 15? Come on, let's let's get two, eight table settings because you never know who extra may come. And I'm bringing shit to the table and to the block. Fuck the table. I'm bringing shit to the block. You got a building? I'm buying this building next to you. How can we start... Everybody start finding ways of buying buildings as well. I need to put you in a position where you can make money because I definitely don't need you asking for mine. So I need to make sure you get the game too and you pass it on to everybody else. And that's it. That's all at the end of the day. Not get ego driven and all become emotional and be like, fuck that. I, I need more. I'm older. I'm this. You got shit to do with that at all. We get so confused and so lost about the people that showing us love, we take them for granted. And the people that ain't doing shit for you, you gonna show them all the love. If you're in a relationship right now and you're listening to this and this person is treating you like shit and they not respecting you, why are you staying? If you knew, and I made this question public, I wanna ask y'all this. And email me, say what it is, but I wanna ask you. If you knew the end was coming, how would you make the most of your time left? What legacy would you leave behind? How would you want to be remembered? And is there anything you would change? Talk to me, y'all. Love you.